0: Let's start now, though, with um, the weather warming up. People are out again with their pets heading into the great outdoors or out into the great outdoors in greater numbers. It's also a perfect time for a reminder about the risks of tick-borne diseases, including Lyme disease. May, just around the corner now, believe it or not, is Lyme Disease Awareness Month in Canada. And on Sunday, a new doc called The Quiet Killer about Lyme disease will make its debut at the Hot Docs Festival in Toronto. Here's an excerpt of the trailer.
1: As a kid, I was very eager. I was very active. I loved to dance. But those things about me started to change. Even though I knew something was wrong, I never imagined it would be this.
0: Empty meds, those are all full. This is what life became.
1: There are more cases than HIV and breast cancer combined. Right now,
0: my hands are burning do all the right things and get bit by a tech and it'll change your world forever. An excerpt of a new doc called The Quiet Killer about Lyme disease, which will make its debut at the Hot Docs Festival in Toronto over the weekend. With more on this, I'm joined tonight by Dr. Tara Moriarty, an associate professor at the University of Toronto and the Faculty of Dentistry with a cross appointment to the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathobiology in the Faculty of Medicine. Also, the principal investigator of the Moriarty Lab, an infectious diseases research laboratory that studies blood-borne bacterial pathogens. Dr. Moriarty, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Last time we were on, we talked a lot about COVID and then we were thinking about Lyme disease and ticks and so forth. And I thought that's what Dr. Moriarty knows a whole lot about as well. So let's call her back. Um, yeah. It must be, I mean, just watching the trailer to that, to that documentary, it's always such a reminder of, of just what a problem and, and, and how widespread uh, Lyme disease can be. Uh, what does yeah. Lyme disease awareness month mean? And how much should we be paying attention to it this year?
1: Uh, Well, in Canada, it's actually really crucial in large parts of Canada now that are certainly in the most heavily populated regions of Canada to be aware of Lyme disease. Um, It's spreading um, very rapidly. A lot of that is um, almost certainly linked to climate change um, and to warming of our our winters, um, for example, and so um uh, Lyme disease is caused by bacteria they're called Borrelia burgdorferi and they um uh, they live in ticks a certain kind of um a couple of different kinds of ticks that can uh that they can live in and that those ticks can transmit them to people and the uh ecological range of those ticks is um Spreading northward. Um, and so uh, Lyme disease is a big problem in Canada. And one of the major concerns is that a lot of people are not fully aware of it yet. Um, they are not aware that it's something that they need to be concerned about. You know, unlike, uh, you know, many people living on the eastern seaboard of the U.S. are acutely aware of Lyme and has been very aware for decades at this point, um, but a lot of Canadians aren't. And they're not aware that, um, for example, um, you know, most of southern Ontario, southern Quebec, um, all of Nova Scotia, um, likely New Brunswick, um, are now endemic for Lyme disease, which means at least uh, 20% of the ticks, the exodes ticks that can transmit Lyme disease, in fact, are carrying the bacteria now. Um, And so this means that if you live in, uh, and and also, sorry, um, southern Manitoba, um, and potentially also some of southern um, uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and uh, uh, BC and Vancouver Island, um, that if you're bitten by ticks, that it's really important to know whether you live in endemic region um, and if you do, it's really crucial that if you are bitten by a tick that you need to see a doctor um, immediately and get, uh, get prophylactic antibiotics to help prevent yourself from getting infected. That's just at that stage. Um, then there also just needs to be awareness of what some of the uh, early symptoms of Lyme disease can be um, so that people know Uh, when they need to see a doctor, when they need to get tested. And that includes um, also ensuring that um, physicians are aware of Lyme disease, what the symptoms are, and when and how they need to use testing to ensure that people can get treatment um, as quickly as possible. Lyme disease is quite treatable um, if it's diagnosed early, um, uh, there was different lengths um, of, of antibiotics, uh, of antibiotic treatments. Uh, one of the major problems, however, is that early diagnosis due to lack of awareness and the problem that Lyme disease often in the early stages presents like, um, you know, any other kind of um, infection that you might get where you've got a fever, you're feeling under the weather, you're not feeling great. Um, it, you know, probably the majority of people develop uh, what's called a bullseye rash, but it's not very. Um, it may not be on a visible part of your body. Um, it disappears. You may not see it. Um, and if you um, if you have darker skin color, it can be harder to recognize. And then a substantial percentage of people also don't develop that rash at all. Um, so it can be uh, very hard to include Lyme disease as a potential early diagnosis, and um, a lot of people simply don't get tested or treated when they need to be.
0: What do you think is responsible for the low awareness? I mean, one could guess anecdotally that Canadians, summer, you know, there's sort of this idea that things don't, that, that, you know, that once summer comes, you're sort of protected other than from mosquitoes, for instance. Uh, but it, it feels like that. It feels like this has all evolved quite rapidly uh, in terms of the threat of Lyme yeah. disease in this country. Yes,
1: it is. It's actually emerging very rapidly. Um, people aren't a- aware of how fast that spread is um, and that it's moving, you know, further north every year um, to the point where, you know, at least 80% of the pop- Canadian population is now living in areas at risk for Lyme disease. Um I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think that um, that uh, people who spend a lot of time out of doors um, may be aware of it. Um, certainly often people who, um, who live um, in areas where they're outdoors a lot, whether they work outdoors a lot, um, they are in their yards a lot, they're farming, fishing, hunting. Um, there is often more awareness of Lyme disease among people um, in these settings. But a lot of people may not realize that, for example, in Toronto, um, in the Rouge Valley, which is a you know beautiful series of um, uh, parks um, that um, people can go to within the city, um, that, the, that Lyme disease is endemic there. And it's endemic in uh, many of the parks in Toronto right now, um, or at least the ones that have been tested. And that's true in, um, you know, through... Uh, large parts of southern Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, likely New Brunswick. So people who may not be out of doors all the time and may not be aware of Lyme disease or people who visit locations um, may also be at risk and they may not realize that, you know, living in a suburban yard, for example, or using, um, you know, urban or suburban spaces um, can also expose you to the ticks that cause Lyme disease. and certainly yep. Um, yep. our dogs are vaccinated, but one of our um, one of our dogs actually did pick up Lyme disease over the years and you know we live in um, you know we would just go to dog parks down by the lake in Toronto and the backyard and uh, and he picked up Lyme disease.
0: Well, so, so certainly some, not a deep woods problem, obviously I'm speaking with Dr. Tara Moriarty. We're talking about uh, Lyme disease. It is Lyme disease awareness month coming up in May. Uh, we'll take a quick break right after this. I'm just going to ask you about what people can do to protect themselves. And you mentioned pets and I think pets are a big concern, uh, when it comes to bringing your pets out to check your pets as well, uh, for ticks. We'll be back with that. I'm back with Dr. Tara Moriarty. We're speaking about um, Lyme disease at this time of year. Lyme Disease Awareness Month is coming up in May. Uh, Dr. Moriarty is the principal investigator of the Moriarty Lab, an infectious diseases research laboratory that studies blood-borne bacterial pathogens. Uh, I guess the obvious question now is how does one protect themselves um, against tick bites, or at least as best possible?
1: Yes. uh, So that's a good question. Um, And you know, we we know, many of us know from COVID now that, that it's important to layer protections and um, the same thing is true for Lyme disease. So there are um, a number of things that people should do. One, um, in places where you live and where you visit, um, be aware of whether Lyme disease is endemic or not. Um, and to find that out, the Public Health Agency of Canada... Um, provides good maps for that. Um, The problem, of course, with COVID is that a bunch of the surveillance in the last two years, it hasn't been possible to complete it. Um, But we know anecdotally from multiple sites that uh, Lyme disease um, is still continuing to increase and that there are a lot more people with infections showing up up to uh, specialist offices um, so be aware of that risk. Be aware of the risk where you visit. If you go camping, if you go places during the summer, um, be aware that, for example, you can contract Lyme disease uh, through big parts of North America, but also Europe, um, Japan, any of the temperate regions of Asia. Um, there are um, there are different kinds of Lyme disease and ticks that are present there. Um, the other thing is that people should. Um, So it's in outdoor settings that ticks are picked up. They should be aware that ticks are absolutely tiny in the spring um, and the summer, which is when many of us are likely to be bitten, partly because they're so small. They're about the size of a poppy seed. And as they feed over one to two days, they get bigger, but you really need to watch for them. Sorry.
0: Right. No, that's, I was just saying that I didn't realize they were that small.
1: Oh, they're the absolutely tiny. Days. That's how people miss them, yeah. And that's how you don't see them on your pets either. Um, so you when you've been in an outdoor area, um, when you come inside, it's a good idea to shower. Um, ticks take a little bit of time to latch on to people. Um, they often spend a bit of time crawling um, to reach a nice, warm, damp place that they can get to. That's often the groin, the scalp, um, armpits, places that you may not actually see. Um, and if you shower when you first come in, that uh, increases the chances that they're going to get washed off and that they can't attach. Um, but you should perform a tick check when you come in. And when you're out of doors in areas where Lyme disease is endemic and where you're, you know, in a, in a place in the outdoors where you might pick it up, especially if there are long grasses, bush, things like that. Um, It's a really good idea to wear long pants, with those pants tucked into your socks um, and light-coloured clothing so that you can see the tiny specks of the ticks. Um, And if you're out, um, you know, in uh, the woods or trails, try to stay at the centre of trails um, where there are likely to be fewer ticks that can drop off onto you from grasses. Um, And then the other thing that people can do when they come in, um, you take a shower and... um, Another thing you can do is put your um, clothing into the dryer on a hot cycle for 45 minutes, and that will kill whatever ticks are on there. And then in addition, people can wear repellent. So any DEET um, uh, containing repellent um, is good for repelling ticks. So it's a good idea to wear it for that as well as for mosquitoes um, and mosquitoes. Uh, you can also buy, in some places, clothing that has, um, um, that has um, permethrin um, that's uh, embedded in the, the sort of fabric of the clothing, and that is also a tick repellent. So, um, But the very simple things you can do are shower when you come in out of doors. Try to wear long long pants, um, shoes and socks with your pants tucked in. That's really hard when it's 35 degrees Celsius outside. Um, But um, certainly shower when you come in, throw your clothes in a dryer and check yourself for ticks. And if you have a loved one, (laughs) unfortunately, they often go to places where you probably only want a loved one to look. Um, but if you have a loved one who can check you for ticks and in, uh, in, in all those spots that you can't see, then that's a good idea as well.
0: well that's fantastic advice. I had, before I, I let you go, I know you're at University of Toronto, so I had to ask you about the name change today of Toronto Metropolitan University and whether there's any <laughs> sort of rivalry going on now that it's a little too close to U of T.
1: I, I'm not aware of, I, I had just heard about it on the news, just like you had. Um, right. I haven't, I haven't spoken with any colleagues today. I, I don't think people are outraged. In some ways, I mean, describing it as a metropolitan university is actually a, a great description for Ryerson. That's very much um, what it is. It's kind of in the tradition a lot of a lot of, um, um, uh, you know, uh, metropolitan or urban applied universities. And right. I actually think it's probably a pretty good name.
0: There we go, Dr. Moriarty. Thank you so much for your advice and for weighing in on that last one as well. I appreciate <laughs> it. Okay. All right. Pleasure so to night. talk to you. Yeah, okay, you too. Take
1: Bye. Care.